This exhortation was brought to you by the Light Bearers, bringing light until there's no more darkness. Praise God. Thank you, um, Blessing, Michael, Sister Oyin, and um, Darren for, for coming. Um, we'll be praying, and we'll be praying in the name of Jesus today. Um, but I would um, quickly want us to, to look into the scriptures to see why we, why we pray. I've thought of something like this before, but this is quite different. Um, what, what we must know is that um, when we all got uh, born again, we are moved. God moved us, you know. God, God moved us into into a new place. You know, we're not just um, saved virtually. You know, as we're connected to this internet virtually, we're saved literally. Salvation is a very significant thing. The Christian faith is real. The salvation of Jesus Christ is tangible. We're actually moved. The Bible says in Colossians chapter one verse three, it says, "For He has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and has brought us." into the kingdom of his dear son or the son of his love he has removed us meaning he has some verses he has translated us he has taken us away from the kingdom or country or nation of darkness and has brought us into the nation of his dear son he moved us spirit soul body entire existence from the plane of darkness into light we were moved these are literal things. These are these are things that are as real as, as the back of your hand. You know, Philippians 3.20, the Bible talks, Paul writes and says, For our conversation is in heaven. Conversation there means, um, it says, where would you have your manner of life? So version says, for our citizenship is in heaven. Our dwelling place is in heaven. For example, right now, blessing is in London. She works in London. She has the required documents to live and function and work in, sorry, the UK, the United Kingdom. She lives there. She does not live in Nigeria. That is where she lives. Much more than that, our conversation is in heaven. Our conversation is in heaven. Our manner of life, our koinonia, our communion, from one to another, as we pray to the Father, our conversation is in heaven. Let me read from, let me read a little, open it properly. Philippians chapter 3, um, verse 20. He says, um, verse 15, he was referring to unbelievers. He said, For many walk, of whom I have told you often, and now tell you even weeping, that they are enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who mind earthly things. Verse 20 says, for, Verse 20 now says, But our conversation is in heaven, from whence we also look towards our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you understand what he's saying? He's saying that even when we behold the face of Jesus, we do so from an equal plane, right? We have this image that we worship God vertically, like we lift your hands towards heaven and that our prayers go up. What Paul is saying here is that our conversation, the manner of life, our existence in heaven, and it's from that plane that we look towards Jesus. And it's in looking at him, he says, this same Jesus will, take our, will change our bodies, that it, it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. What he said, even all that God will do, it will happen from the same plane. We live in heaven. We live in heaven. This is a reality. This is not a fairy tale. This is a present hour reality. 
I wish that as Christians we talked about these things more. Because in the kingdom of God, what you don't talk about, what you don't ponder upon often, becomes very stale. It becomes stale. It becomes ineffective. In God's word, the less you look at something, the more transparent it becomes. And the, and, and, and the more you look onto the fallen world, the, most, the, 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 the more the environment of it is strengthened. There's a song that says, um, As I come into your holiness, I, think, I can't get the word right now, and I gaze into your loveliness, he says, and, and all things become shadows in the light of you. He said, things will become shadows in the light of Jesus Christ. So in God's kingdom, the less we ponder about something, the transparent and still becomes. It becomes very still. It becomes almost non-existent. Like a wisp of smoke, as though it's not there. Even if that thing stands tall in the heavens. A present day reality. A landmark of resurrection power. Written in stone. Signed by the blood of Jesus Christ. That those who believe presently reside with him. And that when we worship, we, it's from heaven we look towards the face of our Savior. So when you got born again, you were moved. We were moved. Whether you feel it or not, whether you are more aware of the fact that you're on your couch, you are in South Africa, you are in, you are in Ikeja, or I'm in George, you are in London, you are in Hackney, whatever, wherever place you are. If that, if, if that is more real, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't unfaze and undo the truth of God's word. It just means that's what you paid attention to. But there are believers in time past who have walked in this reality. That they are not from here and they do not live here. Praise God. Let me open to. Although it may appear that we are here in this three dimension, but the truth is that you are seated with Christ in heavenly places. In heavenly places. Heavenly places means heavenly dwellings. It's a heavenly quarter. Or in the heavenly nation. Paul did not mince his words. There are things he said that were type and shadow. There are things he said that were figurative. But these ones were apparently true. Where he said that we are seated, we are established with God, with Jesus in the heavenly places. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4 to 6. Let me read. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4 to 6. You must not lose sight of all these divine things. Even as we as we fellowship with God and as we seek his face for things he has to solve, like our marriages, our children, our finances, our jobs and careers, you must not look, you must not lose sight of the greater blessing, for of the greater light, of the greater truth, which which, which is scattered is, is throughout scriptures, of these wonderful things God has done. And as we ponder upon them more and more, we walk in the experience of it. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6. Verse 1. Verse 4 says, but, but God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, wherewith he loved us, even when we're dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, and hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He has made us, he has forced us, he has programmed us to sit together with him in heavenly places. The word heavenly places is one compound word, heavenly places. There is a place called heavenly places. It is where God lives. It is where God lives. In the book of Genesis, um, the writer was describing the creation and says how God partitioned the heavens and the earth. It's ascended places, heavenly places. The Bible says that when the flood, of, when the flood came, the floods were so high. It was so high. It covered every mountain in the earth. 
The writer says it went up to the heavens. And that's just the physical heavens. Paul writes here and says that we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. In heavenly places. He has raised us up together. There's a story in the Old Testament of one of the descendants of Jonathan. You know, when David became king, what happens traditionally is that the ousted king and his family are always outcasted. You know? And David now found out that there was one of the descendants of Saul or, or, or Jonathan was a crippled man and David now asked him to and said bring that man I was his grandfather or his ancestor was a great friend of mine and I loved him very much and said from now on you eat with the king and brought the guy and made the guy to eat with the king so anytime they had council meetings or council meetings with the royal family the guy was there he lived in the palace forever that is what God did to us we live in the heavenly places you live there you are quietly seated there you are not in London you are not in, we are not in America. Do you understand? We are not in America. You are not in Germany. You are not in France. We are not in Nigeria. We are not in South Africa. We live in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. These are things you must ponder upon. Like I said earlier, for sometimes I fear so often that we are distracted by our needs. That we often forget the, 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 multiple beauty of salvation let me read further he says you see and the, when, when you see and confess and declare the right of the promises of God it begins it begins to it begins to it, it begins to become real in our consciousness when we think of these things and confess that when, when we speak these words, they become real to us. They, they become our experience. That God has moved us. I said it as a preamble to, to talk about the, the powerful name of Jesus Christ. Because we can't explain that name if we don't know where we are. And where God has placed us. Hallelujah. Verse 8 says, For by grace are you saved, through faith, and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, Created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. Wherefore remember that ye being time past, gentiles in the flesh, who are called of circumcision, but that which is called circumcision in the flesh, made by hands. That at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope, and without God in this world. But now, in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off, are made near by the blood of Christ. Are made close to Him. We are made close to Him. Our walk with Him is not vertical. We live in the same place. We live in the same place. We live in the same place. We live there. Beyond the shadows of this world. I love that song we see. They sing in, in Christmas Crusades there. There. To Sinach. And there's a phrase in that song that hits me so much. It says, um, it song goes like, I see him moving, moving in this place. I see him moving, he's standing where you are, reaching out to you, touching everyone, removing pain. I see the Lord standing where you are. I see the Lord standing where you are. He's standing where we are. So we are brought near. We are around him. 
We are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Praise God. Now, I'll go straight to why the name of Jesus is powerful. This is why we should, this is why we should, we should, we should confess these things and remind ourselves of these things. You see, you bath daily. Even if you don't go out, you often bath daily. You must bath daily. Because if you don't, your body will shed dead skin cells and to be dirty. Right? But you have to bath daily to keep a basic hygienic state. In the same way, this world is, is constantly filled with lies and things that contradict what God has done. That's why we must confess these things as often as possible. Because every day, the world and the devil ministers fears and unbelief to us. It ministers fears and unbelief to us. It's just like when plaques build in your teeth, when you don't brush your teeth off. The foot sediment begins to form plaques in the teeth for your own while, until the teeth is damaged. Then it's difficult and it's painful and it's an infection. The same way in our spirit. Some of us, we often, we have totally, we, 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 we do things on our own schedule, on our own timetable. There's no consistent prayer pattern or prayer life. And so when the plaques of unbelief has, has sedimented in our hearts, in the day of battle, when we want to reach out to God, it will seem tough. Have you gone to both plaques from the team before? Do you see the force of the jets, of the jet stream, the, the water stream that the dentist use to push those plaques out? Do you see the force? You can't do, you can't do, you can't do it with any normal toothbrush. Because there's a build-up of, of, of dirt and sediment. So sometimes as believers, our heart is just callous with unbelief. And the fears and the information and the falling knowledge of this world. That's why God wants us to speak about these things often as possible. To read and cleanse our spirit of unbelief, of the falling man, of the flesh, of the quote and unquote, the truth of the flesh. That contradicts the glorious things of God's word. Hallelujah. The name of Jesus. Romans chapter 5, verse 12 to 21. And we'll pray, we'll pray very soon. Um, recently, let me give this illustration. I read a story in news um, that um, Kobe Bryant, years ago, 2000, in 2012, he, he made an investment. He, bought, he, he was a second largest shareholder in an energy drink. And it was worth about um, some millions of dollars then. So last week, um, Coca-Cola bought the majority shares in the in the company, and the value of that thing is probably billion dollars now. So Kobe, Kobe Bryant's investment has appreciated to four hundred million dollars, and so it was bequeathed to his family. Now he made that investment before he got married. He made that investment before before. He got children before he even met his wife, before he before he thought about having children. But yet, the reputation and the decision was as though his children and wife made it. That money is in their name. I said that because I want to read for Romans 5, so we can understand what Jesus did in terms of his righteousness. Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. I think it's verse, I'll read from. Verse 12. Paul writes and says, Whereby, wherefore, as by one man sin entered into this world, and death by sin. And so death has passed upon all men, for all have sinned. Verse 13. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the manner of Adam's transgression. 
Verse 15, but not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one, many be dead, much more the grace of God, and the gift by grace, which is by one man Jesus Christ, has abounded unto many. And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses to just justification. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. The word reign there means to function or to exist or to dwell in something, right? Shall function or shall 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 put on the garments of this one called Jesus Christ. He says, Moreover, the Lord entered that the offense went about, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. That had sin had read unto death, even so might grace reign, full righteousness, unto eternal life, by Jesus Christ our Lord. So basically what he's saying here is that we became partakers of a transgression we did not witness through Adam. And he says in the same way, and even by much more value, we have become partakers of the righteousness of Jesus Christ by his sacrifice. And it causes the grace of God. That if by one man sin passed upon the whole world and death by sin, in the same manner, and even much more, even in much more value, we all would function in that man called Jesus Christ. To be righteous there means to be perfect. It would act as though we're the one who paid. Do you understand that? So when we receive Jesus, his history has become us. His presence is also us. And yesterday is his yesterday. Or his yesterday rather is our yesterday. So if you are going to start the beginning of the life of Lalu daily, it will not start from his ancestry in the battle. It will start from the days of Jesus Christ. Where he was with God, perfect and holy. Our history or his history rather has been given unto us. He is our yesterday. Her past has been cancelled and replaced with a memory disc of what he has done, of his righteousness. So not only were we forgiven, it is as though we never sinned. We have no history of wrongdoings because we have taken upon the CV and reputation of Jesus Christ. We were not there, but it has bequeathed unto us in the same way Kobe's children will reap of something they had no idea of. But because they were born of him, because they shared in his blood, they have received it. It is theirs, no question. In the same manner, we have received of his righteousness and his name. It is why when we speak in the name of Jesus, it carries the reputation and sacredness of Jesus himself. When we pray in the name of Jesus, it is honored in the heavens. It is heard by angels. It is held sacred by heavenly beings. It is as though Jesus stands before the Father himself and makes utterances and declarations. That is the power in his name, the power of his righteousness. I remember one of my friends, Michael, was explaining Colossians 1.26 years ago. And when the Bible says that Jesus is and principalities and powers. And he said, Now Jesus didn't do that because he cried like a lightsaber, you know, like Star Wars, and he fought with demons in hell. He says he conquered the devil by his righteousness. He conquered hell by his righteousness, by his perfection. He was too perfect to die. He was too perfect to see decadence. He was too perfect to see decay. 
In fact, it's as though hell spat him out. So perfect was he. And he has bequeathed that holy name unto us. So when we stand in the name of Jesus, everything hears. For it's the name of the one who has paid his dues. And who has paid for the sins of the whole world. So the power in that name is in his perfection. It's not just in his mention. It is, it is, what, it is in what it means. It's in his holiness. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more that they who are the day you, Kelvin, Michael, Darren, Owen, who receive of the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, the gift, the gift, the earnings of righteousness, we shall function. The word reign there doesn't mean it's not talking about kingship. Yes, we are kings, but the word reign there is wrongly spelled here. It just means to, to exist, shall exist in life. By one through Jesus Christ, who exists through Him. So all that He is, we are. So when we stand and make requests and make intercessions for our nation, that Father, in the name of Jesus, I bring this matter unto you. It is heard. It has become perfect prayer. You know, Jesus, the Word of God says that if you pray according to His will, He heard us. What is His will? His name. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Because no man has any rights to speak to the Holy One of Israel. To speak to God. Not your name. You can approach God as Kevin. You can approach God as Owen. You have no rights. You are not qualified. But when you come and say, Father, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. It has become perfect utterance. Because we have received of the things he, have, he has earned. His righteousness is ours. His sanctification is ours. Is, is, is ours. His holiness belongs to us. That's the power of that name. That holy ones make requests. Many of the miracles Jesus wrote when he walked on water. On, on water. It wasn't so much that there was kind of like a, a power jet or something. I just believe that death could not swallow him even then. It was just, just, it was just impossible for a righteous man to die. It was just impossible. It just, it just can't happen. The grave cannot contain a righteous man. It can't. It just can't. Heaven cannot refuse his voice also. Cannot if re refuse the request of a righteous man. He said, thank you, Father, for you hear me always. God cannot refuse the, the utterance and the request and the desires of a righteous man. And that is the power of his name. And that name, that righteousness has been bequeathed to us. Has been given unto us. The earnings of Jesus, the earnings of Jesus in glory has been deposited to us. We are rich in his name. The Bible says, Therefore we know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. He defines the abundance of this grace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That he was rich, but for sake he became poor. That we through his poverty might become rich. Rich in what? Rich in perfection. Rich in righteousness. Rich in justification. Rich in sanctification. Rich in the reputation of the just. Rich in the account of holiness. The Bible says that Abraham believed God. And it was accounted. It was credited to him for righteousness. He was a billionaire in good works. It was credited to him for righteousness. 
and in the same manner it's been credited to us our account of our spirit as righteous men and that's where there's power in that name because it's the name of perfection it's the name of sacrifice it's a perfect name when we stand in that name we are perfect men without fault hallelujah in this manner, I want you to, to think of, 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 of the things you want to pray for or you prayed for this week. And with this, with this, with this information, pray in the name of Jesus. Dwelling upon the Father, you make it, you make perfect prayer. And you have earned the right to speak in that name. To speak and, 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 and have an urgency with God. Hallelujah. You see, the power of that name comes when you understand its meaning. When it's not just lost in its mention. When it's not just lost as words. But in the in, in, in the height, the sacredness of that name. Let's begin to pray. Hallelujah, praise God. You know, you should always say sometimes and just confess that I'm rich in righteousness. I'm rich in righteousness. You know, we often say that you know when we came to Christ, God forgave our sins and he wiped it off. It was a clean slate. But that's not true. Our sins are not just wiped off, are not just wiped off. It's not just zero, it's a plus. You know, we, are also, we also receive his righteousness. That's why Paul says much more. The word, the word much more means of a greater value. So if, for example, a Kevin owes somebody $1,000, you know, that means his account is minus $1,000. You know, Jesus didn't just come and give you $1,000 and says, I paid your debt. No, Paul says much more. So he just put a plus there. So you are not just, you are, you are not just debtors again. You are rich. So he said that he says he says because we are rich in mercy, right? He was rich in mercy towards us, so we are rich in righteousness, and that's where the power of his name comes from. The force of our utterance is the force of perfection, is the force of holiness. Hallelujah! Why is the name of Jesus powerful again? And Michael quoted from this last week in Colossians chapter chapter three because Jesus has bought the whole field. He has bought the whole field. And I'll tell you who, I'll tell you some of the things that, that belongs to Jesus that we might not know. Colossians, Colossians chapter, chapter 3, before we then will close very soon. Colossians chapter 3, chapter 3. And that's why we can pray in the name of Jesus for things happening in Canada, in Singapore. We can, we can intercede. I can pray for, for my mom. I can pray for my brother. I can pray for my sisters. I can pray for my nation. Why the name of Jesus gives me such prevailing power, such rich. Why I have rights to rebuke sickness in, in a place a hundred kilometers miles away from where I am. Colossians chapter 3. Um, I think it's a... Says, I think um, verse um, I think it's Colossians chapter two rather. It's um, where, where Paul writes and says um, he is before for he is before all things. Michael was quoting from there um, last last week. It's um, Colossians one verse seventeen rather. Sorry, Colossians chapter one verse seventeen. There's a message uh, on the on the Spotify. I, it was released a day before yesterday. It's called Unto Him Who Loved Us. You know, it's a very wonderful um, exhortation. It's just 20 minutes. I, I want us to listen to it again and again. Please, just, it's amazing. You, you listen to certain things and you will just sleep well. I'm telling you, you listen to certain things and you forget about your immediate needs. You are just enveloped by the righteousness of heaven. Unto Him Who Loved Us. Colossians chapter 1, verse um, 13. 
Now he's Port, verse 4 says, giving, giving thanks unto the Father, which had made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. He says, who had delivered us from the power of darkness, like I said before, and had translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Verse 14 says, in whom we have redemption, through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. He defines Jesus now and says, who is the image of the invisible God? He's talking about Jesus. The firstborn of every creature. For by him were all things created, that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions, whether they are governments or rulership or corporate systems or banking systems or gold or silver or bitcoin or cryptocurrency or seas or military bases, whatever it is, or dominions or principalities or powers or things, all things were created by him. And for him, for him, there means all things are subject to him. They are not just subject to him, they are his subjects. They serve him. He's talking about the reputation of Jesus. Right? This is Jesus' presence, his reputation. Then verse 17 says, and he is before all things. He then goes on to, to define that statement. And by him all things consist. He says, he is before all things. What before all things means? He precedes all things. He precedes all things. Or, he is the material by which a known universe was made. Now, let me give an example. When she, if you are making this, this Nigerian staple food called um, 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 gari, we say gari is made from cassava. So, if we were to describe that in, in this kind of um, manner of speech, we would say cassava is before gari. Cocoa is before chocolate. So, what we are saying is that, that he is the precursor of all things. Right, so he is before all things. From him all things consist. It says, and by him all things consist. Verse 15, 19 then says, and he is the head of the body, the church. Who is the beginning? The firstborn from the dead. That in, that, that in all things he might have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. So his, his signature is on every atom and matter in this world. Let me just tell you something as Christians, right? When we preach the gospel, we are not proselytizing. We are not trying to convince people about our truth. We are the owners of time. We are the kings of the earth. We are bringing people home. That's what we do. We don't address sinners from a place of contention, right? We don't address the devil from a place, from, from a place of contention or strife. It, it is not tete-a-tete. We are not wrestling. We have rights. We are here over all things. And God has bequeathed the land and creation unto us. So when Jesus spoke to demons and said, get out of her, it's because he had rights. So when he says, when he, when he came and said to the man who was possessed and says, leave him alone, he wasn't begging. He wasn't trading. He made the man. He made the soul of that man. And he had rights because he owns all things. So he said, go. He has authority. And the Bible says one thing, that he has given unto us. He says, he says the healing for inheritance, the uttermost part of the earth for our possession. So we pray and command prosperity. We are not begging. All things are ours. When we go to Ghana or Singapore and put the gospel and say, oh, Jesus loves you. We are not trying to compete with liberal people and non-believers. We are not trying to take them from what we know. They are debtors. They are living in a wrong life. The world belongs to Jesus. He's not, the, he's, he's not a theory in this world. 
He's not a subject of discussion. He is the truth. He is the discussion. He is the head of everything. And we walk in his name. I want us to remember that as Christians. I just thought to say so. That no, that the word belongs to you. So when we preach the gospel, when we when we reach out, when we when we do things to follow the gospel, as for example now as we are meeting here, it's not just any meeting. It is the grandest assembly of human of beings of species in the, in the entire universe, seen and unseen. The Bible says, "You have come unto Mount Zion, into the innumerable company of nations, into God Himself, into the spirits of just men made perfect." So when we say Jesus, we are not measuring somebody who is in competition with Buddha, Muhammad. We are measuring somebody who is before all things. He's the precursor of all things. His signature on every atom. And every matter and every cell and chromosome in this world. He owns every rhinoceros, every white lion, every white rhino, every cheetah in the entire universe. And he says all things were made for him. They are subject to him. So when I say in the name of Jesus, I have rights. I have the rights. I have the authority to, to say so. We are not begging. We are not, we are not asking. We are not pleading. We are making demands that live, that pain should go, that madness should go, that sickness should go, that poverty should go. We have such rights. The Bible says he is before all things. And that's a name he has given unto us. He has given it unto us. I remember when I was working for as a medical sales rep. What happens is this, when somebody resides, Right, so the company divided us into territories in Lagos. So some people handle Victoria Island, some are the Lagos Island. So you would deal with all the pharmacies and cardiologists and um, teaching hospitals in such areas to to um, to make presentations, to do your uh, medical marketing and things like that, and make your supplies and things like that. So those that that was your territory, right? So when I came into when I came into the system, I was just the person that I came to replace. Handed me her territory, her whole itinerary, her whole the a whole list of every doctor, every cardiologist, every eye specialist in her area. It was bequeathed unto me. It became mine. What she just did was the first month she was introducing me to everybody there. And when I began to deal with them, they began to deal with me as the way they were dealing with her. The same orders were coming. I just took over the territory. At the end of the year, when she won awards for the largest for sales, whatever, they didn't look for her. They just gave who was in charge of the territory, they gave their award to Lau because she had earned it before, before I came. There was no question. Jesus went to hell as a man. He conquered the grave as a man. He walked this earth and earned righteousness as a man. He sits in heaven as a man. Let me bring it home. He sits in heaven as you. You have rights in heaven, in earth, and beneath the earth. And that's the power of his name. It's why we can, it, it, it's why we can, the church can come together, Christians in Ethiopia can come together and say, we are prayed against invasion of rebels. And it will be done. Because we have rights in this world. We might be strangers here because it's not a problem home, but we own it. Through him. Hallelujah. That's the power of his name. 
That's the power of his name also. So when you see somebody, somebody who is plagued with insanity, insanity, or a child that is that is just restless, has trouble sitting, you can say, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I command you to go. I command the sleeplessness to cease. You can do it to your own body. You can speak with authority, thinking about the righteousness in that name and the authority and the expanse of land in that name. For he is God himself. Let's begin to pray again. Using that name, thinking about the authority and power of that name. Let's begin to pray again before we, before, before we close. Nisatobara diyanantes kastas. Ziketela hatapai. Nikasotobara diketege shatakatabahala pasta. Niketega sobra diketege shakatabahala. Let's begin to pray. And think of things you want so. I'm beginning to begin to address them in the name of Jesus Christ.